Hello and welcome to Scary Pair, a horror movie podcast between partners. I'm Nye. And I'm the host of the Nightmare, Opal. You're the host of the creature. You're its host. Yeah, something like that. Oh no! Hi everyone. <laughs> great, great introduction. Uh, this week we watched Alien 3, uh, 1992, directed by David Fincher, starring Sigourney Weaver, Charles Dance, and Charles Dutton. Uh, but before we get into that, Opal, what have we been up to this week? We watched a few different movies Sh- this week. Should we just go in chronological order? Yeah, yeah. We saw Glass Onion in theaters for the one week it is in theaters. Yeah. Uh, I had a good time. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. I liked it. Um, I would say uh, if you liked Knives Out... You're going to like it. You're going to like it. Yeah. Uh, it has like all of the same uh, kind of charm and... A little bit of the problems that Knives Out They're has. They're very comparable. They're very They're, similar movies. Yeah, if, if you had, like, things that annoyed you about Knives Out, they'll probably annoy you about this movie, but... I mean, I'm I'm fine with it, honestly. I think it's perfectly fine. I think, overall, it was nice and uh, lighthearted, and I had a good time. I think the kind of, like, mousetrap mystery, Agatha Christie-esque-ness is a little stronger in Knives Out. I agree. But... I, I still enjoyed it. I still thought it was good. I also personally think that the Benoit Blanc character is stronger in Knives Out. Well, it's fun when he has someone to play off of, and there are reasons that he doesn't quite have that for most of Glass Onion. Yeah. So It is more fun when that's happening. I, I did have that thought, Yeah. but I still think it's very fun. I think he's very fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh... Don't think anyone really needs our recommendation to know that that movie is worth seeing, but... No, I mean, people are already all over it, so... Yeah. Uh, what else did we watch? We watched Watcher. Not yes. to be com- not to be fucking confused with... The, the Watcher. The Netflix show, The Watcher, <laughs> which is bad, also. Uh, yeah, we watched uh, Watcher, which is uh, came out this year. Um, we didn't love it. Um, it does some things that are interesting. I think visually it looks nice. I think some of the tension building is it is in it is good, but I just it's. I I was just a little. I've bit... seen it before. It's a yeah. movie that we've all already seen before. I, I was a little bit bored. Yeah. Uh, it's not only a movie we've seen before. I don't really think it was doing anything special in that no, space. No, no. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop and it just didn't. It, it kind of yeah. plays itself extremely straight and I'm not really interested by that. Yeah. I mean, I kind of respect people that like it, but it just wasn't for me. I was kind of looking for something more interesting and I had higher expectations, I think. I think if it was the more interesting movie, like, I could see the potential there, and it just, like, didn't go down that way, and it was kind of like, oh, man, I would have liked that movie much more. It kind of it kind of puts itself in a hole where it's kind of like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. I, I feel like any twist that it would have set up for itself also would have been kind of stupid. So I, I just don't think that kind of movie is for me. Yeah. I um, think all of them have been done. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, but just, yeah, not... Not really. Overall, passable. It it still might be for you. You still might enjoy it. People seem to really like it. It's just it. It wasn't my favorite. And then we watched the best thing we saw all week. <laughs> oh, this one's so good. Uh, we watched Deadstream. Deadstream. Um, 
This one uh, was just right up my alley. It's very goofy. Um, it's about a, it's about a streamer that streams going into a haunted house, and it's very funny. Uh, it, it's funny because it. This is another case where like people have made sort of this movie before. Like it's a found footage movie and a haunted house. Not movie. in this way before. But the whole frame device of it being a streamer that's doing it uh makes everything really fun and stupid he's he's a bad guy you don't yes. you want to see terrible things happen yes. to him and they do it's really and important it, it's yeah. also by the people that did one of the segments that we found really funny in the new vhs and it's very that tone <laughs> well so. it's funny because watcher was also by one of the bits of vhs that i actually Liked quite a bit, but no, nothing like it though. But it was nothing like it. This one, if you it, saw, it's very, it's very like that segment. If that you've they seen did. the last segment of the latest uh, VHS film, it is uh, the one where they go to hell, yeah. and every time they turn a corner, there's a new freak. It's kind of like that. Yeah, I loved all the new freaks in yeah. this one. I think the thing is, my taste in horror movies, I just tend to really like uh, goofier stuff. I know that's kind of why I really wanted to watch it with you because I thought it'd be more your speed. Yeah, I, I was just a big fan. Um, a lot of people in, like, the letterbox reviews are calling this, like, a, a found footage version of Evil Dead. It's very Evil Dead-like. Uh, yes, I would agree with that. Uh, and I, I kind of like that comparison. I, I would say, like, specifically kind of the goofier Evil Dead sequels. But Evil Dead 2, yeah. Yeah, Evil Dead 2. But, um, yeah, I, I really liked it. Both those movies are on Shudder. Yeah. Yeah, so. we, we watch a lot of Shudder. Yeah, Shudder's great. Um... So yeah, that was our that was our uh, 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 pregame. Yeah, yeah, we watched quite a few movies this week, and I would love to keep up with that more. Yeah, I like watching movies. Yeah, movies we love movies. Specifically, here. specifically watching like newer movies is fun. Yeah, yeah, I I like keeping on top of kind of like what's coming out as well. Like I like that I've seen like at least one new movie a month for like this whole year, like newly released movie. Yeah, I think that's. Like, it sounds really easy, but I think, like, when you actually do it, it it's kind of cool. Yeah. People are liking the menu, by the way. I should probably mention that. Yeah, I'm surprised because uh, we were kind of cool on the trailer, but... I mean, it's another movie that I have probably seen before. The thing is, I can see from the trailer how if they nailed the tone, which it sounds like they did, it could be pretty fun. And I think that's kind of the reviews that I've yeah. been seeing. So yeah, I just I I wonder when the other when we're gonna kind of like cool off of the like eat the rich as just a movie that everyone can agree with that gets like free political yes men. Uh, yeah, I mean what? Well... It's like yeah, we hate people with a lot of money. It's like yeah, we all do. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh. We'll see. We should probably go see the movie so we can actually... I mean, yeah, it's just... I, I, I've seen Ready or Not already. I've seen all of those. I've seen People Under the Stairs. I've seen all of the We Hate Rich People movies. Yeah. Ready or Not, pretty fun, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm just worried it'll be exactly too, too much like one, one of those. those. Yeah. But... Alright. Well, um... I guess we can get into our movie for the week. Speaking of hating rich people... Sure. <laughs> a- a- Alien does it pretty well. Alien's not too bad at it. Um, this so 
I mean, this is Alien 3. Uh, I had never seen it. I have I have a grave admission. <laughs> this was really funny. <laughs> I, I thought the entire time... In like the week leading up to watching this. That Alien 3, everything about it was about Alien Revelations. (laughs) Yeah, you or Alien Resurrection. Resurrection. You you thought this was Alien 4, basically. Yes. You just just completely like missed it in your mind. My mind mind skips over this one and I can see why. (laughs) Probably even when you were like writing the name down to put in the movie sack, you thought, oh, this is the one with Winona Ryder in it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I said that last week, and I sound like a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> no, this is um, this is the third one. Uh, this one sucks. We can we can <laughs> we, we can talk about it. We, let's intro the concept of it a little bit. Everyone knows what Alien is. I'm not going to describe Alien. It's got aliens. Um, um so this one picks up kind of directly off of the events of Aliens. Uh, yes. directed by James Cameron, which picked directly up off of the events of Alien 97 by Ridley Scott. Um, both of those movies made a whole bunch of money. They both made like $180 million in the box office with a budget of about like one-tenth of that. Um, Alien 3 cost like three to five times that budget to make and still made... A, it made $160 million, which uh, is the lowest grossing alien movie unless you count alien versus predator 2 yeah that makes sense um it it is uh kind of critically panned uh uh although you know it it still made money like all these movies made money but like for example this is um this one was really saved by like the foreign box office it did not make a lot of money in america yeah people will always go see a franchise it's like oh yeah i know that one we'll see it yeah um uh kind of the the backstory behind this one is that this movie was in production hell for a long time um, uh yeah i heard that it had a lot of rewrites and you can tell uh yeah i kind of wanted to go through those because i thought it was a little bit interesting yeah, yeah um so just a little history on alien the franchise so it uh star wars a little movie called star wars i'm getting my popcorn out came out in 1977 i don't know if you've heard of it no, I was, never. It was very successful. What if I said no? Uh, and then, basically, when that happened, every studio in the country was like, hey, do you have a spaceship movie? Like, do you have a spaceship script floating around? We'll just make that. Uh, so they made Alien, um, which is kind of like just a straight-up horror film with some sci-fi elements in there. It's the best. It's the best one. It, and, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're you're going to talk about Aliens, but I feel like... It is kind of the problem with the franchise. Even though it's technically a good movie, it makes the other ones want to be action movies, which are just not as good as the first one. Right. So so for Aliens, the sequel, they, of course, bring in James Cameron, um, who, you know, makes a James Cameron movie. Um, it... Technically good, but I don't like it as much as Alien. I mean, I have a lot of nostalgia for Aliens, but like it is the the worst movie of the two objectively. Um it is like, you know, it is the uh the mid 1980s turn of like let's make everything camp and goofy because it came out in, you know, 86. So uh it, you really feel that with the movie. Yes, you can. Um and then for this movie, they again wanted to change directors and go in a new direction. So, 
Uh, It's not a good one. (laughs) So the original script by William Gibson is still floating around out there. Uh, So people have seen it. They actually, they made an audiobook out of it in 2019, uh, as well as a novel adaptation uh, last year. Um, That one uh, eventually got rejected because of various studio meddling. Which is going to be a theme. Do people like it better? Are people totally like in denial about it? They're like, if it was this one, it could have been good. Uh, it is one of the several scripts I'm going to talk about okay. where people say that. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> where this is the good one. But yes, uh, so that one's got... I think we call that coping. Yes, that this one has some cultural coping attached to it. It is like, if, if Alien 3 came out today, it would be like the release, like the Snyder Cut situation oh jesus christ yeah um we did not watch the longer cut of the movie by the way i was like that's 30 minutes longer (laughs) so i am fucking not i was gonna save that for the end but i can just do it now because it's not related to anything so david fincher has disowned this movie (laughs) Um, yeah yeah that's exciting so when it was time to make a director's cut um he was not available so (laughs) don't call me (laughs) they got several like producers and various people to make uh what is called the assembly cut because it was produced by assembly yeah it's like a ridiculous <laughs> long name like special assembly editors cut deluxe yeah, yeah it's, it's, like, it's basically just fuck? 30 minutes longer of this movie some people say it's better than this one but whatever no 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 <laughs> no we're not doing that uh uh so there's that um there were two other rejected scripts uh by eric red and david Tuhi, respectively um, I guess a non-zero reason why some of those scripts needed to be reworked so much is that uh, this was originally an anti-communist story, um, but the Soviet Union dissolved midway through production, so they were like, ah, let's forget that. Irrelevant. <laughs> um, next up was Vincent Ward, who at one point was going to direct the movie after writing his own fourth script, um, which was expanded by John Fasano. Uh, and featured a wood planet uh, on a monastery. A wood planet? Everything was made of wood. Isn't that our planet? No, like they were on a space station made of wood sort of situation. That is the stupidest fucking thing I have ever People heard. say this is the other good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the studio uh, came to Ward and said, hey, you have to make several changes. And when he refused to do them, they fired him as well. Uh-huh. Um, I'm so noticing a, a pattern. The producers, Walter Hill uh, and David Geiler, uh, along with a script doctor, uh, Larry Ferguson of Highlander fame. <laughs> a script uh, doctor here? They cobbled together a fifth script, um, which was then, again, heavily reworked by Fincher and author Rex Pickett for the actual filming. Mm. So this is, uh, uh, it has remnants of all the previous scripts, um, and it's been kind of mashed together into an amalgam by people who aren't screenwriters mostly. I I never would have been able to tell. With lots and lots of studio meddling. Yeah. So that's the story of how this uh, uh, movie gets made. Uh, one artifact of the extensive rewrites is the tagline for an early trailer was, it was a twist on the in space, no one can hear you scream from Alien. Mm -hmm. It was, on Earth, everyone can hear you scream. I wish! Spoiler, spoilers for this movie, it does not take place on Earth. (laughs) 
I wish everyone could hear me scream <laughs> on Earth. Um. Uh. So yeah, Fincher is um not a fan of this one. Um, it is his directorial debut, uh, which Oof. is interesting. Uh, early in his career, um, he was working as a cameraman and matte photographer for ILM. Uh, another interesting case of this movie intersecting with Star Wars. Oh yeah. Um, and I guess he was doing production for like uh, an, another movie when he met George Lucas, which is how he got that job. All right. Um, yeah. Before doing this, the thing he was probably the most well known for is he did the music video for Madonna's "Express Yourself." Yeah, that's fine, I guess. And then he would, of course, later on in the '90s, go on to make uh, Seven in '95, uh, The Game in '97, and Fight Club in '99. That's a good one. Along with, uh, you know, several other more recent popular films and TV series. Yeah. I won't go into all of them. Fincher's very well-known. I'll say Fight Club. It's all right. It's fine. I feel like that's the most controversial thing I could say about Fight Club. It's just, it's all right. I liked it a lot when I was 17. <laughs> you're the, you're the gar- target audience. Yeah. I mean. Um... So, yeah, that's kind of the story behind, uh, this movie. Um... It's bad. What a story it is. <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, you can kind of see uh, why it is such a mess, but yeah, just the, that's my, my research preamble on the production. Thank, thank you for that lovely tale. You're welcome. I will do nothing with it. <laughs> uh, uh, I have a few other notes, but we will save them for after the film. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Um, should, should we jump into the summary? Let's crash land into this movie let's do it uh so like i said we're picking up off of the events of aliens um and by that we mean fuck all that bullshit right (laughs) so ripley and co are floating through space in cryo sleep um we also get like a montage here of the alien creeping around over the opening credits um but uh they are ejected from the ship and crash land on or refinery planet, uh, Fiorina Fury 161. Um, now, would you agree with me that this looks a lot like the newer Alien movies? Absolutely. Just like this gray planet where everything is gray and metal. My my whole note here is like, oh, this looks like pretty like desolate looking. Like it's there's it, a it bunch looks of like, like Alien Covenant. There's a bunch of like abandoned like heavy machinery like cranes and stuff just kind of lying around. Um, it's all yeah, extremely gray, very Alien Covenant. Yeah. Like. Um. Doctor Jonathan Clemens. I don't know if we ever get his first name in the movie, but... He, Jonathan! He's played by Charles Dance, uh, walks up, and I wrote here, looking kind of sick in his post-apocalyptic uh, cloak. These, uh, these uh, like, outfits that several of the characters are going to have on outside here really reminded me of, like, The Matrix... When oh, they're, they're in so like billowing. when they're in like the real world and everyone's in like post apocalyptic rags or whatever. This is this is pre the Matrix. I, yeah, it is. It's several yeah. years before. Yeah, um, he uh, discovers an unconscious Ripley who's like covered in oil, um, and brings her down to like an underground facility where uh, <laughs> various sweaty guys gawk at her. Yeah, this is gonna be the whole movie. I'm pretty sure. This is the entire reason for the way the movie is set up the way it is. The, the very so sweaty guys. So that men can stare at her. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I write, I wrote that uh, things seem kind of low tech here. Like they have oxen to like pull the ship wreckage yeah, in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have like a forklift. There are cranes right there in frame. But no, this is <laughs> this is oxen. Yeah. Um, uh, we learn that uh, Corporal Hicks and Newt have died off screen in the crash. Um, rip to them, I guess. Yeah, they didn't matter. Uh, and we also learned that this place is a prison unit. Um, uh, next, uh, uh, Mr. Dillon, played by Charles Dutton, gives a prayer. Uh, a, like, pretty explicitly Christian prayer. He, he drops, like, we are poor sinners in the hands of an angry god, is one of the lines. It's really just he's there to vamp Christianly to people in this movie. We don't really go a lot into religion even though it starts as like a big focus it's just kind of there there. it's kind of wild some of the stuff they drop about this later on in the movie we'll get to it yeah we'll get to it um next uh superintendent andrews played by brian glover uh exposits to everyone about the crash um i have no idea what else this guy is in but I, I can only see him as a barker at, like, a red bear. I can only see him as, like, a, a like, pit boss in an old-timey British factory. <laughs> we like, have different like old <laughs> British jobs for him to do. He's, he he's, might as well say chimney sweep. He just has a, a gruff British voice. He's like a bouncer at a, in, like, a, a, a Guy Ritchie movie. All right, then. Right, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Um, I note here that the guys are all bald, uh, and they're all hyped up about a woman being here. There's gonna be a lot of this, this in is, this movie. This is when you first get the vibe that this movie might be saying something. About. About women. women. <laughs> uh, they all say that they've taken a vow of celibacy, which again is interesting. Unsuccessful. Um, I wonder if that's like a. I wonder if some of this stuff is an artifact of it being a the a like, monastery? the monastery script. Because otherwise, this makes no, <laughs> no sense. sense. The yeah. celibacy thing never comes up again and is contradicted quite a bit. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, uh, a rescue team is uh, uh called for to come to come get her from off planet, but it's gonna take a couple weeks. Um. And the men are just supposed to stick to their normal routine. Yeah, just go do what you do. Um, w- what do we do? What do they do? They, uh, it is a lettery. But, uh, a lead works. But later they say, they haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> what do they do? They dispose of toxic waste. This is all about to be exposed. They said that they us. don't do that either. <laughs> All right, so do you see my problem? All right, so so uh, Doctor Clemens attends uh, to Ripley, who uh, wakes up. She's uh, real, real torn up to hear that the others are dead and that she's stuck in a work prison full of horny inmates. Um, He's hovering over her like I'm Charles Dance. Do you trust me? Do you, Do you think I'm kind of hot in a weird way, in a weird British way, <laughs> in a sexy doctor way? <laughs> This is like young Charles Dance here. Uh, yeah, R- Ripley uh, 
drops here that, oh, I'm going to be sick for a few weeks because I came out of cryosleep all weird. Oh, yeah, the whole movie she's just going like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sick. Uh, sick. Uh, she goes to inspect the uh, ship wreckage and notices acid damage on one of the cryo tubes, and she's like, "Oh man, we gotta! I gotta go see the bodies. <laughs> We're gonna see a lot of evidential sloppy damage." That's right. Um, cut to one of the workers notices his dog has been attacked in an unnatural way. <laughs> I know. It's just like this dog is a little bit. He's got like some prosthesis on him. But he's got like, he's got some slop on his eye. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just a little Rottweiler there. Yeah, I um, like him. Uh, Ripley inspects uh, Newt's body and looks for signs that uh, the alien has infected her. Uh, so she requests. She kind of uncomfortably pokes this child, this dead body, this dead child for a little. As while. like Clemens and, and another they're, guy they're are like, watching her, like, hey, what is she doing? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? <laughs> Uh, anyway, she's being very cryptic. She's like, Clemens, you gotta do an autopsy. Uh, and her cover story is that she might have... Cholera. Cholera. Which Clemens says no one has had for 200 years. Yeah. Oregon Trail. Um, also, Ripley has, like, a gnarly bloodshot eye here. For a little while, yeah, it goes away, but... Me, after I play too much video games in the dark. Oh, yeah, you find that very relatable, but I don't, I've never done that. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Clemens reveals that, uh, yeah, there's no, uh, alien hiding out inside this dead body. You get to see the very slow and painstaking autopsy. Um, you, you don't see anything, though. No, you just see, like, bloody surgical implements being, like, <laughs> put on a table. Um, and Superintendent Andrews and his lackey, Aaron, <laughs> arrive to big-time Clemens. Um... But Ripley successfully convinces them to cremate the bodies. Um, but she's warned uh, by Andrews to avoid the prisoners, who are all scum. This Thieves, rapists, etc. He says more than that. A few things, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, I mean, this doesn't last. This uh, lasts two seconds. I need, we'll, <laughs> she's just we'll talk about around. it. We'll talk about it. So, um... The superintendent uh, reads a prayer over the cremation. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> this is accidentally, like, one of the funniest things in the movie. Uh, and also the dog from the earlier scene is uh, wild and out. Uh, that's Not this on. part. <laughs> um, uh, Dylan also arrives to give, like, a little speech here. Uh, he has glasses, so he's, like, the enlightened preacher guy. Yeah. Uh, so the alien emerges from the dog like a dog alien. Dog alien. Dog alien. Dog alien. Dog alien. Which means the other one is a human alien. This one is a dog alien. Humalian. Humalian. Uh, Ripley also has Chekhov's bloody nose here. No, but they <laughs> to cremate the bodies. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I love this one. 20 feet and you just see these little wrapped up lumps that are two different sizes fall a really long distance into a hole and i thought that was really funny i completely left that part out and i told you this is why there are no funeral practices that involve dropping someone a distance (laughs) 
Because everyone will just find it too funny. <laughs> yes, we do see like two like mummies being, <laughs> being dropped. <laughs> These two little silkworms. Uh, <laughs> um uh, after this, uh, Ripley uh, shaves her head and uses the uh, communal shower. Um, I then have a note, like, we've had multiple lines about how she shouldn't just be walking around in front of these guys. She's like, I'm not scared. But she's just doing that. Yeah, she, like, uh, comes up to, to Dylan. Um, uh, these guys are all, like, cartoon prison inmates. I read that one of them has the teardrop tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's, it's a big one. It's yeah, it's it's sci-fi because it's big. It's big. <laughs> that um, means he did a big murder. <laughs> um, uh, Dylan says they're avoiding temptation by being there. Uh, we learn that specifically these these guys, this like religious cult, are a end of the world Christian cult who believe that. The apocalypse will come specifically in the year 7510. No, they they specifically have a rattle off this really long name. They're like, we're apocalyptic Christian. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> really stupid. It's like, you it's, don't have a snappy name for yourselves yet. You're the first ones of these. These guys are, are like a, a future science version of You're not like... going to call each other the Dylanites or something? <laughs> yeah, for real. It's, it's like a whole thing. Um, uh, next, Ripley uh, flirts with Clemens, uh, who is expositing all of this information to her. <laughs> yeah, she heard this man had a vow of celibacy, and she's like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> Bet. Uh, a guy uh, cleaning the vents notices some skin laying around... <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's like, this must be mean my dog was here. <laughs> he leaves skin all the time. Uh, and an alien scares him into a whirring fan blade. Oh, God. <laughs> this is also really funny. Uh, yeah, which he turns into, like, person's uh, uh, slop. Yeah, he, he turns into a slop. I specifically made a note here because... What? Now, I know I dropped a lot of details in that uh, extensive production story to you earlier. Yes. But you'll remember a certain script doctor yes. who worked on a film called Highlander. Oh, okay. In which there's a whirring fan oh, blade yeah, where yeah. people are cut to bits. All right, all right. So I just gotta say, this guy script doctored this movie by putting in the same scene for Highlander. This one always works. <laughs> They'll fucking love this. Yeah. We need a scene where a guy gets chopped into bits by a fan. Yeah. You need one of those. Um, anyway. Um, uh, Ripley, uh, wakes up in bed with Clemens, uh, after, after fucking, um, who, who is really persistent about being like, hey, Ripley, why did we need to, like, do an autopsy and cremate those bodies? But she's I like... I don't know why she's keeping this from this man. <laughs> it's funny because, like, uh, I'm pretty sure, like, three scenes from now, she's just gonna tell him, um... <laughs> But, no, not quite. No, not quite. Uh, it it's really that's right. Um, it, it's like she's being cagey based on her experiences from like Alien One, where like the the company was like trying to get the alien or whatever. So she doesn't want to like tell people, but like she's sleeping with this guy. He's clearly like 
She's on good terms with this guy. Men will believe anything after they come. That's another thing. She doesn't, like, think anyone will believe her because of the events of Aliens, where, like, she comes out of, like, cryosleep or whatever, and she tries to warn people about the aliens, and they're like, oh. Um, so, uh, Clemens gets called over to inspect, uh, the guy who was diced. Yeah, they say diced, like he was slap-chopped to death. (laughs) Um, he's kind of puzzled by this. He's like, but the fan was blowing in the opposite direction, so it didn't suck him up. And we have more... Acid damage. Goop evidence. (laughs) Burn, horrible burns. Um... Ripley sneaks off to investigate something, uh, and Clemens kind of briefs her, uh, but she's still being, like, cagey. She won't, like, tell him what's up. Um, and then... Why don't you try? Why don't you try <laughs> to tell him? Uh, in the next scene, uh, Clemens and Andrews bicker over Ripley's presence. I guess the corporation wants her looked after. Um, that makes it sound like they're going to put her in, like, a hamster cage, and she has, like, a bottle. It know? does... <laughs> It does seem like that throughout this <laughs> a movie. a little bowl of pellets. Um, and Andrews is like, hey, you gotta play ball with me, Clemens, because if you don't, I'll expose your dark past to Ripley. He's like, I'll tell your secret who you're definitely gonna tell her in like five minutes. Um, uh, Ripley finds the remains of Bishop, the android from Aliens, uh, in the trash. Uh, it's like his torso. Um but gets uh, waylaid by some of the inmates. Um, But Dylan shows up with a pipe to fight them off. Smacking dudes. He is, like, fucking smacking dudes in the head with this lead pipe. Yeah, so... This setting exists for this scene, right? Because people are fucking perverse and nasty. Yeah, the whole point of this entire... We're gonna put Ripley on, like, the, the prison... Uh, inmate setting is yeah, so the, that the entire tension is oh is she gonna get essayed like yeah you think i'm gonna fucking entertain this for one second you think you get brownie points for doing this to like a famously strong female character no it's fucking embarrassing and it's gross it is embarrassing uh in our next scene uh several inmates are inspecting a vent uh but they're worried that their actual wax candles will go out because it's their only light source. They're not allowed to have flashlights because that's technology. They don't have any batteries because they're no one. No one cares about these inmates. Because the they're murderers. The yeah, they're murderers. No one cares about scum like them, so they don't get any batteries. <laughs> um, um, two so of them. Uh, two of these guys get got by the alien in like an extended chase scene. Uh, it's pretty funny it's pretty good i like the scene of the guy's whole face getting sprayed with blood they don't i i will make a point right now they don't want to show you a lot of the alien and we'll see why later yeah yeah the alien is is like in shadow it's poking out they they won't show you the whole thing Mm -hmm. uh uh in the med bay uh ripley revives uh bishop with some careful uh tinkering he's like kill me yeah he he cracks a few jokes like uh my legs hurt which i thought i thought that was funny uh (laughs) and reveals that uh yeah we got ejected from the ship because there was an alien on there um and uh if he knows about it that means the company knows about it 
Uh, so Ripley, uh, and then he has to be mercy killed by by Ripley, who who obliges him. That just means pulling the plug out. Yeah, uh, this movie also just about suicide in like a. Everyone wants to die. Everyone, here. yeah, everyone's doing it. Um, he looks like a gross Disney animatronic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next, they bring in the lone survivor from the goons from earlier. Um, and he's babbling about a dragon, which I thought was really bizarre. It looks nothing like that, any of those words. That's right. Uh, Andrews thinks that uh, he murdered the other two guys, but Dylan is like, no, this man would never lie to me because he's one of my guys. We have a bond. Apparently not. <laughs> not later. Uh, uh, so uh, Ripley's uh, and Andrews like go to his office where he uh, she reveals the existence of aliens, um, but he doesn't believe her for plot reasons. Um, he also tells her that they do not have guns, but they do have knives and axes. Yeah, that's so <laughs> much better. Uh, uh, he also neglects to tell her that they have giant barrels of explosives (laughs) yeah we'll talk about this a little bit later um but yeah he he uh decides he's gonna quarantine uh ripley and calls an emergency meeting oh my god we can't uh uh also i I note that ripley has a cough here she she is still like (laughs) because no nobody listen she said earlier she was gonna be like i'm gonna be like sick for a few weeks i'm gonna be like under the weather no one has ever been under the weather in a movie. No one coughs in their for goddamn no life. In a movie. No one ever yeah. fucking coughs. That's right. No one ever has a bloody nose and then coughs ever. I do it all the time. Uh, next up, uh, uh, Ripley and Clemens are talking. Uh, she's like, "Hey, I'll tell you what's up with my dark secrets if you give me your dark secrets." Tell me first, so I can tell you last. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, he obliges to give her his tragic backstory about how, uh, he was a morphine addict and got a bunch of people killed. Uh, so now he works here, uh, where he was previously jailed. Um. They don't do this to doctors in real life. What, you mean, <laughs> like, throw them in jail when they get people killed for being drunk on the job? No, they just put them somewhere else. Yeah, they just move them around. Um. Uh, he also uh, gives her like a dose of medicine, and I noted that the the needle he uses says Swiss made on it. I don't want to think about Switzerland existing in this. There's world. a bunch of things like that in this movie. Like Christianity is real, Switzerland Hold real, on. real. <laughs> let's let's not use the word real here. They're like quoting the Bible in this movie. Yeah, it's, people it's do that. Weird. People do that in life now. That doesn't mean it's real. <laughs> sure, I, I just mean, I just mean like th- things from like the the regular universe are being dropped in here in a very like strange way that makes me ask a lot of questions. It is strange. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, <laughs> um it's like when is this? Uh, but uh, while Clemens, uh, just as he finishes giving uh, his tragic backstory, uh, the dog alien sneaks up behind him and kills him. She's like, wait, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> um, and then it kind of menaces Ripley, but lets her go. She she runs away. Yeah, it, it just kind of like breathes on her a little bit for kind of a cool shot and then leaves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Andrews is giving uh, a speech to all of the crewmates about the guys being dead. 
And uh, just as Ripley arrives to be like, oh, there's an alien. Oh, there's an alien. He's like, oh, whatever. And then the alien comes down from the vent and pulls him up. He yanks him up. <laughs> yeah, just yanks him up. And it was like, holy shit. Hard cut to a scene of a guy mopping up oh, Andrew's remains I under think, the vent. I think this is actually really funny because he has to mop under the vent and he's kind of like ducking down. He's like, like looking, looking up, up at the, the vent like, <laughs> Who made him do this? It's so funny. Um, at this point, there is a, a leadership crisis. Uh, Dylan is nominated, but he's like, I don't want to be in charge. I just want to take care of my flock. But then he's in charge. Uh, also, nobody wants to listen to Aaron, uh, the lackey with an IQ of 85. All oh, that spoilers. <laughs> it gets mentioned in like, the next scene. Oh, okay. I feel like a lot of the world's population probably has that IQ. I'm not trying to be funny right Another now. Another thing that I'm like, so this exists in the world of Alien, huh? IQ. IQ test. <laughs> yeah. It's We're like, still using IQ and 7500, huh? I don't know. Is that low enough to be... A thing to care about? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Also, uh... Could still probably vote and drive a car. (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, also nobody wants to pay attention to Ripley because she's a woman. Yeah, that's it. Um... Because we didn't get that in the first Alien. That's right. How hard it is to be a woman. Woman, yeah. And, and the threat of violence against women. Yeah, that wasn't in the franchise before. No, this is a new refocusing this is in case on this you topic. Didn't get it. <laughs> um, but kind of despite this, like the amalgam of three of these three people are still just in charge, effectively. <laughs> like uh, yeah, it's whatever. Uh, Ripley develops a plan to burn the alien out with torches and force it into an empty nuclear waste vault, and then lock the door on it. Um, yeah, you said this is a this is a, a waste plant. They say they don't do that either. Well, so we see them, like, coating some trash in lead earlier. And then, like, this part of it they, like, never used. They said just, like, the nuclear stuff they never did. It's weird. It's very strange. So they just send them trash? I don't know. It's a... (laughs) They do recycling? Kind? I think? It's... It's not explained very well. I'm happy to know that recycling will finally take off. Uh, um, oh, and also to burn the alien out, they've got just like a bunch of incendiaries in just like barrels and barrels. They say this is some kind of weird substance, but I think it's just oil. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks like oil. It functions like oil. Yeah. Who gives a fuck it's oil? Um... So, uh, the inmates get to work, like, prepping for this plan when, uh, the alien attacks, but it sets off a firebomb, uh, which forces them to turn on the sprinkler system, which I guess ruins their fire plan <laughs> for the rest of the movie. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, also a bunch of guys get blown up here. Uh, they say, so... <laughs> you are keeping count. <laughs> this is extremely cinema sins of me, but they say ten people die here, which means that... 16 out of the 25 people on the station would be dead because they go out of their way to be like, there's 25 people here. There's 25 people here. That means 24 are going to (laughs) die. That's right. Uh, So there's 25 plus Ripley, right? So there should be 26 people. Um, We know uh, all of the people that have died up until this point. There's 10 plus the other six that have died on camera. Um, 
But later, so there should be nine people plus Ripley left. But later, there's ten people plus Ripley alive. Are you sure? Yeah, I counted. Why, why would they, <laughs> Why would that be a mistake that they would make? Who's, who's not supposed I to be there? I fucking got him this time. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got him. They you, put one too many guys on screen. You show them. Unless, unless, I didn't consider this, unless there are supposed to be 25 inmates and then the superintendent and his lackey don't count and neither does Ripley and neither does the doctor because they're not inmates. Isn't he though? It's kind of confusing. He used to be an inmate but he's not anymore. But that still doesn't make the number make sense. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, that's my very, that's my CinemaSins moment. Okay. There's too many people alive at this point. Anyway. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, uh, so Ripley uh, is feeling sick, so she goes to lay down <laughs> in her cl- in her cryosleep bed, I guess, um, where she's going to get scanned. Uh, and Aaron uh, decides to look at the monitor, uh, and he finds that there's an alien inside of her. I don't know how you're supposed to know what the fuck you're looking at. With <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. It it looks like mumbo jumbo uh, on the screen, but uh, yeah, I mean, you can see this twist coming like a mile away. Obviously, yeah. right? Like none of the other bodies had an alien in, in her. She's like sick. It's like, oh yeah. Um, She's all. <laughs> uh, so at this point, Ripley's like, oh we. We gotta sabotage the 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 whole uh, rescue attempt by the corporation so that it can't get its hands on the alien. Which it's taking a while, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> the first alien <laughs> took like an hour. Yeah, um, when uh, uh, Aaron uh, refuses to do this, uh, she decides she's gonna go uh, look for the alien in the basement. It's a metaphor. I hate this movie because it makes her sound so stupid. <laughs> it does. This is like a, supposed to be like a ziggy one-liner and it's just fucking bad. Um, a metaphor for what? For what? Uh, so Aaron uh, gets a message from HQ saying, uh, oh, we're going to be there in two hours to rescue everyone and you really need to quarantine Ripley. Uh, I guess based on the medical scan showing that the alien was inside of her because they would have had access to that data. Also, it just keeps saying, awaiting acknowledgement. Awaiting, awaiting acknowledgement. I'm going to start saying this to you. <laughs> I was going to say, how would that work better if I kept saying that while I'm waiting for you to text me back? Awaiting acknowledgement. Awaiting acknowledgement. I'm going to do that and it's going to drive you <laughs> fucking nuts. fucking crazy. Um, so uh, Ripley decides uh, she's going to go wander around the facility and attempt a suicide by alien. Um, but then... <laughs> Hard cut to she she comes up on Dylan and is like the alien won't kill me. Yeah, we didn't see <laughs> like that. It's a it's sitcom. Like... <laughs> um, uh, she says it's because she's got an egg laying queen inside of her. I don't know how you tell that from that dinky little scan. Yeah, but... I guess like this is supposed to make sense why the corporation like really wants Ripley or whatever because they want the egg laying queen. But like, <sighs> anyway, so she's like, you gotta kill me. Um, but he's like, I won't do it. Uh, you can help kill the alien because it won't kill you. So now you have plot armor. So now you can help us kill the alien. So I'll kill you after. She's like, okay. Um, so he gathers up all of the... So we're going to do a really stupid plan in a really stupid way. 
Exactly right. Uh, so Dylan gathers up all of the survivors, the not accurate number of survivors, uh, and Ripley uh, convinces everyone that, hey, you can't wait for rescue uh, uh, because the company are just going to kill you, man. They'll just kill you when they show up instead of, because you've seen it. You know about the alien. You know it. You've seen it. You know it. <laughs> um, Dylan here gives a, a cool guy speech about how they're going to lure the alien into a giant mold and then pour lead onto it. They don't do that anymore. <laughs> That's right. Um, this It is a cool guy speech here. I, I got to give him credit for that. Uh, Charles Dutton, cool guy. I guess. Um, next we get... <laughs> The worst sequence in the movie. I think uh, it's the best. Yeah. Uh, so we get a really bad uh, chase sequence of the alien coming uh, after the remaining inmates through a series of locked doors. It is atrocious. Uh, here we get to see a uh, what looks like either a CGI model or it's a, not CGI. Or a physical puppet that has been blue screened this is, on. This is a very clearly blue screen puppet. And it looks like fucking 60s Superman with blue <laughs> lines around it. It, it like does it not. It looks like stop motion. We, we get to see it like in full light and everything. Which they haven't shown us up to this point. And I like, told you that it would look better if they had a hand puppet <laughs> on a stage. Just going like. Because that's what it fucking looks like. It looks so bad. It's just clearly composited in. And it doesn't like light match with any of the stuff around no, it, no. so it looks like it's just like dropped in. <laughs> like it looks like it's on like a, a background. Yeah. Um, it's really bad. We also get a bunch of like silly uh, shaky cam POV yeah. of like the alien. Yeah. It's that also looks really bad. Yeah. Um, this goes on for a while. <laughs> I don't need to like. It's pretty hilarious. I can't though. go beat for beat. It is. The funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. We were just giggling the whole time. There, there is a kill where it just looks like the alien is fucking a guy on the ground. Yeah, it's like diddling him on the <laughs> ground. It's fucking... Strange. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the rescue team arrive uh, and start to make their way into the facility uh, as the alien gets most of the remaining uh, inmates. Uh, most of whom... Get their names called out right before they're about to die, just so you know who the character is. Like Kevin, yeah, great Kevin, Gregor, Jude. Uh, it's pretty bad. Um, and uh, Aaron shows up to greet the rescue team uh, of scientists, who I know speak with a heavy Chinese accent. Do they? The the head scientist guy does. Okay. Is the is it supposed to be because they're, like, Chinese communists? Is this the communism plotline <laughs> coming back? Is I don't that what you're it. saying? I don't get it. Anyway. Could it be that he's Chinese? <laughs> it's, like, a bad cartoon accent. Okay, it's bad. okay. Um, so, uh, Ripley uh, just, like, wrestles with the alien for a bit. <laughs> And uh, her and Dylan attempt to lure it, uh, it into the mold. Uh, and now we get, like, an extremely contrived sequence where uh, Dylan is, like, going to sacrifice himself to save Ripley for plot reasons. It's literally, like, they're in this narrow hallway and the alien's coming after them and they need to climb up a ladder. 
And Ripley's like, all right, you go first. I'll, like, hold him off. You can kill us both at the same time because, like, I want to die because, like, I've got the alien. And he's like, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) You go first. So she starts going up the ladder. And then he, like, starts to go up. And then he stops and he's like, psych. I've got to hold him off. Uh, And then the alien kills him. Uh, uh, and I'm supposed to feel bad for these guys. Yeah, this is supposed to be his big heroic sacrifice. That Even he though does. they they spent like the first half of the movie telling me what awful scum and villainy they are. Yeah, in like the first scene where she talks to him, he's like, "You don't want to know me, lady. I murder women. No, I not only <laughs> really kill women, but I murder them." Um. Um. So this leaves uh, Ripley and Morse alive. If you're like, uh, who is that? Who the fuck is Morse? Uh, he is a bit character who is so minor that I have not mentioned him up no, until no. this point. His role has been to be a little has been to be a little contrarian and hate women. That's right. His his job is anytime Ripley says anything, he has to be like, "Why are we listening to her?" He doesn't talk. Like yeah, that, that's it. But yeah, um, it'd be funny if we did though. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, anyway, uh, he pours the molten lead on the alien. Um, but then it just jumps out and starts chasing after Ripley. Yeah, okay, but we haven't considered that it immediately kills the alien. But have you considered that it will affect it neurologically in the future and stunt its <laughs> development? Shut up. So anyway, they pour some water on it and it explodes. <laughs> Because, this is quite a th- because the, the thing to see. Because the lead is, like, so hot that, like, going from hot to cold really do, fast do makes feel, it explode. Do you feel like the, the the alien, the creature, has been demystified a little bit, a little seeing bit. it blow it into just chunks? Literally exploded to bits, like, oh my god. Um, it fucking explodes into clay pieces like it's a kaiju. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the rescue team shows up, uh, including a guy who... Uh, says he's the human who designed the bishop android who looks like Bishop. Because, from Aliens, from the second one. Because they just wanted to get this guy in the movie a little bit more. Because they paid for him to be his torso earlier. And they're like, hey, could you just be in the movie a little bit? Um, I blame this for Prometheus. I agree. Uh, and he's like, Ripley, you've got to come with us. You could you could have a life, Ripley. Even though he's, like, also threatening to kill her if she doesn't come with them. Uh, uh, uh. There's also a line about how she could have kids if she wanted, because, and this is, like, the second line in this movie about Ripley having kids, because that's, like, a thing that she wants and cares about in this I, movie. I guess we've just concluded like, that because she had kind of a, a maternal relationship with a girl in the last movie that like it's her dream to have children yeah she's really torn up because her daughter died and she wants to have another kid it's like strange when when did ripley care about any of this as a character anyway uh 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 so morse and aaron uh help uh ripley commit suicide by falling (laughs) into the molten lead as the chest burster inside of her pops out on the on her fall down uh, over a flames screensaver. <laughs> this also looks like baby's first Photoshop. It looks so bad. I need to stress that like the the uh uh the end of like Terminator with like the the guy falling into like the lava or whatever had already happened. 
Yeah, it, like, it is just that, isn't it? I had that exact thought, too. Yeah, and done way better than this. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, so She's in the next one. <laughs> that's right. She'll get over yeah, it. She, yeah, she'll get over being... She got better. Yeah, she got better from being exploded in fire. Uh, anyway, um, Aaron gets shot and Morse gets hauled off. And Ripley's uh, ship is scheduled to be turned into scrap. And we roll credits. That's the, that's the end of Alien forever. That's it. Yeah. We're all done. Yeah. No more. She's gone. Anyway, this movie sucked. <laughs> um... We can talk. We can talk more about it. Uh, uh, but boy, step I, down from the previous two films. I see why I blocked this completely from my mind forever. Yeah, because you you had seen it. Like in your mind, you yes, can use this with Alien Resurrection. But like you you had seen this yes, before. Definitely a hundred percent. Yeah, it's just there's nothing really there in this movie. Uh. uh the effects look pretty bad. Um, it was hilariously nominated for an Academy Award for Special Effects. Ooh, that's sad. Uh, which is really sad because it looks fucking bad. Uh, the, at least the alien. Some of the other stuff looks okay, but like... And honestly, some well, of the... Do you think it was for Gummy Bishop? <laughs> some of the, like... But like, when they're showing you the alien the way it looks in, like, the previous movies, I think it looks pretty good. But when they have to show, like, this dog galloping across the, this blue screen, it's now, like... No, they clearly have a head of some kind. They have the puppet head right, yeah. that looks fine yeah. that they can shoot scenes with just as it's the, the actual life-size puppet that's in like the live action scenes still looks good it looks fine i mean i feel like the face is strangely more human than the human alien is yeah they they changed up the design on this one a little bit i look, guess it looks a little strange i guess this is literally like the only thing in the movie that geiger actually designed you can tell because everything else looks like nothing yeah um but you know, um, should we just should we just rate it? Should we just should we commit our feelings to numbers? All right, let's let's do our ratings then. All right, so first up is the spookiness rating. How good were the scares and overall vibe of the movie? Opal, what would you give it? Oh God, I would give it two for bad sound mixing. The sound mixing is pretty bad. It's god awful like we've never brought this up before like this is always a problem in movies where like the the soundtrack will be blaring into your walls and your neighbors will hate you forever and then they just whisper every line like this and you had to <laughs> lean in to hear them and turn the subtitles on but for this one it's really really bad it was, Not- it was really noticeably bad. bad yeah um i think like for an alien movie where like normally it's like a guy wandering around and he's going to get got by the alien. Normally, that tension building is like pretty good, but it like doesn't we work don't do in this movie. We don't tension building because they're action movies now. Didn't you know that? I guess. It's just not very good. Like, I thought there was more good tension and scares in like the James Cameron fucking movie, which doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, yeah. This is a David Fincher movie. Like, anyway, yeah. uh, they're bad here. Um... None of the, like, music or anything adds anything. Um, the visual effects are really bad in all of the action-y sequences. Um, I'm I'm not scared by uh, cartoon caricatures of how horrible uh, prison inmates are. That's not 
scary to no, me. No, I think you were supposed to be rooting for them at the end, which makes no sense. Yeah, um, so I'm not... I'm not afraid of Scooby-Doo. No. Uh, and this is some Scooby-Doo As shit. an alien. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like... I, I'm gonna give this a, I'm gonna give this a one for yeah, spookiness. I'm, I'm gonna change mine to one. It's just bad. I don't really have, there's like not really anything redeeming. No, about it. it's not scary. Um, next up is, uh, the watchability. How easy is it to just throw this movie on and have a good time? Uh, Opa, what would you give it? I was regretting every second for putting this in the bag <laughs> for a while there. There, there was, this a... was another one where I just did not remember how bad it actually was. There, there was a moment where I'm like, man, I, I thought for a second when we realized that you meant the Winona Ryder one that I was going to be like, we'll just say we flubbed it on the show and we'll just watch Alien Resurrection. But then I was like, ah, uh, oh, no. We let's can't just, cheat the sack. I want to see Alien 3. We can't cheat the sack. The sack will have its way. It's we'll divining. Wa- we'll watch this movie. And then like an hour in, I regretted my decision. I, I deeply <laughs> regret it. But, but we didn't watch the one that was 30 minutes longer. We, so we it avoided have been worse. We avoided the cut that was two and a half hours long. I think I would have died if I did that. So I'm. Just two, I guess. It, parts of it are funny. Uh, I think some of the cool guy speeches are very funny in like a Chronicles of Riddick way. So I'll give it. A, I'll give it like a two for watchability. Good comparison. Um, last is the Vincent Price vamp rating. The performances and overall campiness of the movie. What would you give it? I I still think Sigourney Weaver does a really really good job. I think some of her lines are just duds that she can't do anything with. But like, I think the writing is bad. Some of the yeah. things she is saying are really stupid. Yeah. But I still think she does a really good job. Um, I, th- I like Charles Dance. I think he's good. I like... Uh, I, so I like both of the Charleses, uh, Dance and Charles Dutton. Um, this is kind of a breakout for both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had some notes here. Like, they had been mostly in, like, smaller roles or TV up yeah. until this point. They both still do a ton of TV. Um so I think they're both great. Uh, Dance would uh, go on to be in another uh, David Fincher movie, Mank, from 2020, which I kind of want to see. All right. Um, that movie, uh, kind of interesting. Uh, so Fincher found a script of his dad's, uh, Jack Fincher, who was a screenwriter, uh, and was like, I want to make this movie for my dad because my dad died. Uh, and he has Gary Oldman in the movie. Uh, and he wanted Gary Oldman for this movie originally. Who as who? I think as the as the Charles Dance character. That'd be weird. It would be weird, right? Uh, but anyway, I thought that was a little bit interesting. Uh, a weird bit of like <laughs> looping in on itself. Yeah, so yeah, that. okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think the performances are like... The, the, maybe the one saving grace are kind of like... You, you've got some good actors in it. And the fact that some of the effects look so bad that you can laugh at them does uh, give it a little bit of I think, camp. I think that gives it a three for me. Yeah, I think I would give it a three. I really can't go higher than that because of all of the uh, prison inmate cartoons that aren't funny or scary. Okay, but they do have that guy whose goal in Jurassic Park 2 is to catch a T-Rex. Oh yeah, I do love that guy. (laughs) Not even like a major part. He's just like a bit part. That guy is also in The Mummy and I think he's great. He's in a lot of like... Bad remakes and sequels and stuff. He is. He's in The New Omen too. That's right, yeah. Uh, and the the American Dark Water, he, for some reason. He's in a lot of bad movies, and every movie I see him in, I'm like, I love this guy. He's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> he's giving. The, we should hold on. Let me let me actually look up this guy. Oh, so it's 
Can I, didn't it, when we agreed to do this podcast, when we agreed that we would do Scary Pair, and we, I came up with this movie sack idea, and we agreed that it was a great idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, we, we both really like the movie sack, but I do believe I said I think I should have the right to veto something that comes up in the movie sack. Yeah, and? What? I... I, you're I could, not gonna do it. I can't. You're I not kinda, gonna do the, potentially the worst movie we're ever gonna watch. I kind of want to call it my veto. I have seen this. I've seen the Human Centipede more than once. What? <laughs> I didn't know this. Would you believe that I watched parts of this movie in a high school class of mine? What class? A teacher was this? played parts of the Human Centipede for the students. Were you in human centipede class? <laughs> no, I was in religion. That, I have even more questions. Listen, uh, it's so funny though. It's so funny that we pulled the human centipede, but yeah, I guess, I guess we can agree on. You've seen the human centipede multiple times, unfortunately, because you watched it with me and before you met me. I've seen it like three times. It's so bad. See, I, I'm torn because we didn't discuss the veto before, but we personally discussed. We the didn't veto bring it before. up on the podcast, but I promise, listeners, I did say when we were coming up with it, like I think I'm also torn because it could either be hilarious or it could just be the Ebert review that just says it is what it is. <laughs> it's. I don't it wanna, could go either way. I really don't want to watch the human centipede you really don't listeners watch it. and write detailed <laughs> summary notes as I'm watching it about, and then they do this, and then and then they centipede together, and then they eat the poop, and then they shit, and then they die. I'm, okay, fine. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm vetoing. Oh, you shit! You teared the paper. That's right. The seal is broken. I did it. The seal is broken. All right, we're going. Back to the sack! Give it a kiss. Play that music again! Watching humans and to be this week now. I can't do it. I can't. I've I've gone places for the sack, but that was too far. Is, that's too far. Listeners, you didn't want to watch The Human Centipede what if, either. What if I put it in there twice? <laughs> Pull it again. <laughs> oh, oh, that'd be amazing. All right, I've selected the new movie. Uh-huh. We're going <laughs> to... What? We're going to be watching The Boy. Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> A much... I haven't seen The Boy, a much more palatable bad yeah, movie, yeah. I think. Uh, that That's still a totally acceptable you sack seen it, movie. I've not seen it. The sequel was supposed to be really, really, really bad. Really, bad, yeah. I haven't seen the sequel, but I, I have seen this one with a friend of mine. Okay, uh, that's fine. Yeah, that's the 2016 uh, film, The Boy. <laughs> not Human Centipede. <laughs> not Human Centipede. <laughs> Cancelled. When can you use your next veto, or is that the only one for the rest I, of the I'm, show? I might not be able to ever veto ever again. We have that in recording. I said I might. Listen, listeners. <laughs> we have to establish something. 
we I feel ba- I do feel bad because we never talked about it on the show, but I I swear to God we discussed veto powers. I think I think one time. I think I deserve a one time. You deserve one time, but every veto after this, you have to cut off one finger. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. I hope I don't have to use it again. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've got a lot of planning to do if you do. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks for listening. No, uh, that's it. If, the, if people want to find you, Opal, on the internet, uh, where can they do that? <laughs> if you want to tell me about how much you actually wanted us to see the human centipede, <sighs> you can reach me at my socials at opal.card.co. Uh, and the podcast also has a Twitter at Scary Bear. Yep, and you can find me at putrid underscore imp. Uh, I also have a Magic the Gathering Twitter account at PuppeteerClick if you're into that. Um, and I also have another show, uh, Level With You, at Level With You Pod. That's a World of Warcraft classic book club, game club, uh, where we play uh, WoW for a few weeks and talk about it. Um, that's going to do it. Uh, join us next week for The Boy, Not the Human Centipede. <laughs> That's the full title of the that's, movie. That's going to be the title of our episode next week. <laughs> the boy, not the human centipede. The, the boy, brackets, not the human centipede. Yeah, I, I accept that. <laughs> right, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.